You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. Uh, Today's guest has played at Plymouth, Cardiff, Bolton, (laughs) Wolves, Burton, Colorado, Portsmouth, MK Dons. He's also a former Irish under-21 international. Welcome to the show, Calvary FC's Joe Mason. Welcome to the show, bud. Thank you. You make me sound like a journeyman there. <laughs> it's some CV though, isn't it? <laughs> well, oh, I don't man. know if that's a good or bad thing, but I, well, yeah, I've had a few goes, clubs. It goes to show you're wanted, man. That's the main thing, yeah. right? So, uh, <laughs> that's a good way of saying it. So before we start the show, we normally just do like a couple of like little easier questions just to get you into the, the flow of things. So what's the first pair of football boots you ever remember owning? Uh, I do remember they were the black and white total 90s. Nice. Um, yeah, old school. Real nice. Yeah, like the, the past couple of people have all been uh, predators, so it's kind of nice to have uh, something. Yeah. Like Beckham, yeah, so, yeah uh, I was Nike. I was Nike when yeah. I was younger. I definitely blame uh, Beckham on that one. So um, what's your <laughs> uh, what's your favourite hobby outside of football? Outside of football? Um, I'm quite easy going, you know. I just, I'm easily pleased, so I'm happy just going out for a coffee and having a little walk. I'm not. I don't have many other hobbies. I don't really watch much much sports, to be honest, either. Just football. So you're not like a stamp collector or nah. Nothing <laughs> really, I'm trying to think actually. You don't play FIFA or nothing like that. I've never been into it. I've ne- wow, you mean I'm, you've actually got? I've a never life? got into. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like to think so. I like to get out. I like to get out and about. Love it, love it, love it. Um, team you supported as a kid? Uh, Plymouth Fargo. Wow. Um, ski, <laughs> ski hill or beach? Ski hill, I reckon. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you have, you have to get used to all that snow when you live in Calgary, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but minus thirty is kind of it's uh, it's quite harsh. Um, and uh, what's the first what's the first car you owned? First car I had um, a Ford Focus. <laughs> it's never like it's it's never like the footballer's dream of like you know like no. having like a Ferrari right so was... <laughs> no no my, my parents my parents pretty much bought that for me as well so so, so that's basically like your in-betweeners car all right man it so was, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so just get into it here so here in Canada we all know that like Tommy Wielden Jr is a very suave person he's got the hair and the suits and all that kind of stuff but uh, I didn't ever see him as a kind of wheeler dealer so how did he manage to sell you on leaving England uh, to come and play for Calvary <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what it was it was it was a weird one because I know Jordan Santiago the goalkeeping coach. And the kit man at MK was the kit man at Cardiff when I was with Jordan. So it's like quite a weird, it's quite long-winded, but they were just talking. And the kit man pulled me one day at MK and said, would you fancy Canada? I was like, yeah, I actually would. And it was just, it was, it was sort of like snowball effect from there. And then I spoke to, to the manager and um, he told me all about it. And it, I'm, it's something I, I was looking to do anyway. I was looking to try something new. Uh, and the more he's telling me about it, how it's a new league, it's it's exciting, it's something I could be a, a big part of. And um, it is. I've had a lot of people say the same thing to me that it's it's quite a random one, but it's something I was I'm really happy with and I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, man, I, I can imagine. Like, it's, it's. I think it's interesting that, like, obviously, it's a new. You're going from one of the most traditional leagues in the world to something that's brand new, and uh, yeah. they've they've done an awful lot of stuff that's that's right so far. So, um, you know, it's yeah, a lot, a lot of leagues start here in North America that just kind of like fall apart. So, like, I think that you're going to be uh, in 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 a good league. So, um, yeah. so you've just turned thirty. Sorry to like, I'm forty two, so I'm not trying to say you're old or nothing like that. But um, <laughs> you're still in your prime, right? So, like, so what what yeah. can, what can Calvary FC fans expect from Joe Mason yeah um, my, I'd say my, my biggest strength is probably my my first touch and my finishing um, in and around the box that's where I score I'd say majority of my goals Not I, I don't get many from outside the box but I will I am I am happy to shoot um, as a striker you know you're judged on the goals and um, that's what I'll be trying to bring to the team I work hard I, I run myself into the ground and um, yeah, I try and make my own luck in terms of getting the goals as well. Amazing. Um, so you're going to be going into a, a bubble in in Winnipeg. Um, how you look? How much? For, how, how do you think that's going to work out? Yeah, for you? I can't like, wait. <laughs> have they told you? Have you? Have they told you much about like what happened like last year with last year's one and all that kind of stuff? I'm not like, heard, no, I've oh. not heard anything about last year. To be honest. Um, should I? Should I have, or should I just yeah, wait until you, wait and you, see? You definitely should have asked, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna enlighten me, or no? You're gonna find out yourself, man. See, like <laughs> you gotta do your research, bud. You gotta do your research. So... <laughs> No, like it's it's kind of it's a lot it's a bit better this time because like last year they played in a, a university uh, like a, a, an astroturf uh, like field, but this time it's in a proper stadium in Winnipeg. So and yeah, the, the hotel is like right downtown Winnipeg. So it's going to be easier. But like last year was like maybe two months the players spent in the bubble, not being able to see anybody outside of it. And yeah, it's long. And the food was, and the food was awful. So. <laughs> That was, that, that was the biggest uh that was the really? biggest uh, yeah that was the biggest complaint so so yeah just, just bring like do you know what fill up your suitcase with like uh baked beans and noodles <laughs> and you're gonna be set yeah. <laughs> <It sounds. laughs> so um you, you've you've had experience in north america playing for the, the rapids um how yeah. did you how did you find your time there and like how different was the football to obviously the rough and tumble yeah. of the championship yeah completely different in that sense um not as physical in terms of the challenges. Every saying that all the boys, what I did notice about the MLS was how fit and how how much of an athlete pretty much every footballer was. Um, but there was a there was a bit of a difference in terms of the style of play and the all round quality on the pitch. I, I noticed the attacking players in the MLS were were really really good, um, and. The rest of the pitch wasn't as as balanced, um, so that was the biggest thing I sort of took from the MLS uh, compared to England. England's more obviously there's a lot more games. You're playing Saturday, Tuesday for for the whole season, and the MLS was pretty much just Saturday, Saturday, which which is which is nice really. I think um, so. You go into the games feeling fresh. Uh, apart from that, obviously Denver's mile high city, so I couldn't breathe for the first month I was there. <laughs> so I was coughing up blood and all sorts that was tough but yeah apart from that I think that's pretty much everything I think you were coughing up blood? yeah I was asked I asked the doctor is this normal? he went yeah it is Jesus my, yeah wow because obviously you're training really hard and there's no there's hardly a, a, nowhere near as much air 
And um, I was a little bit worried, but he, he put me at ease and said, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. It stopped. It well, stopped after a couple of weeks. Winnipeg is like the flattest place on earth. So uh, oh, you're, really? you're oh, going to be good. You're going to be good. Yeah. So, so like um, these guys have been in an off season since September of last year. That's a very long time like to, to be. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's the last time that. that there was a game in the CPL. So you've obviously just come off the back of a, a full season with, uh, with MK. Yeah. Uh, so do you think you have a leg up now, like to uh, <laughs> to start uh, going crazy? Yeah, well, I was I was a little bit worried that the boys would be a lot further ahead than me, but I didn't realise it was last September. That's mad. Um, I've been keeping my fitness good anyway. Like I'm, I, I'm starting to ramp it up again now. But I know the boys; they've been training for for a while now yeah it's been a good good couple of months I think um, I still think they might be ahead of me in terms of the fitness but I've got time I've still got a little bit of time to, to get myself up to a decent level for me up to them and I think as well like uh, like you also got the, mar- the match chart and it's like these guys haven't played a, yeah. a proper game and like it's like since last year so it's going to be yeah I, it's, I, I just think that for everybody it's going to be kind of tough that like you're going to be playing two games a week or whatever and you haven't yeah, had yeah. pre-season it's going to be nuts um, so, yeah. so just just kind of kicking it back to your your career, like um, you started off playing uh, for your home team club Plymouth. So not many people get to do that. Like, so how cool is that to play in front of basically your own people? Yeah, that's one of the the best things I, I feel like I've done because I'm, I'm I grew up a big fan. I still am. I always will be. And um, that was one of the my happiest times playing for Plymouth. And uh, yeah, it's glad to see that they're now sort of getting back to where he was before so like um you you then you made a move down to uh to, to cardiff like so how hard was it to to leave that like i mean you've been playing with them since you were basically a kid right so how hard yeah. was it to to leave all that behind and move to, to wales yeah it was it was really tough i was pretty young at the time um it was a lot to take in but within i'd say a month or so i, I felt completely settled um there are really good people there who, who helped me do that and the initial Initial move was tough, but I loved my time at Cardiff as well. That was that was a great place to play and and live as well. Yeah, um, you you got to do um, like every kid's dream of playing at Wembley. Like, never mind like scoring a goal at Wembley. So, mm. did, did you actually remember much of the goal and like the celebration afterwards, or was it just like like just uh, blink of an eye? Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's now and then it pops up on TV on um on like you know the old games revisited and I'm. It's, I don't really remember the moment. It's tough to, but I watch it back and I think, you know, I did actually do that. But um, <laughs> it's crazy to think. I, I remember the the feeling was was just pure euphoria. It was just crazy, a out of body feeling, and um, it was just such a huge moment. I look back on and I can always look back on with, with good memories. Like, a, like obviously, uh, like the car, the, the Cardiff Stadium is like a there. The fans are nuts. Um, what was it like walking out? Like, what was it like walking out in, in at Wembley in front of like even? Yeah, what, like was it? it yeah, nerves? it was mad because I was, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was, I was quite nervous that day. I was really nervous actually, um, because it's a weird story. The, the bus on the way to the stadium was, um, we were late. We got stuck behind loads of traffic. Normally, you get to the stadium about an hour and a half before the game. We got there forty-five minutes before kickoff. So there was no time to really think about nothing. It was just everyone just get rushed, get dressed, get out for the warm up, and um, I think that helped because you, you ain't got too much time to think about it. And um, but the Cardiff fans were nuts. Yeah, they're they're brilliant. But also you got the Liverpool fans on the other side as well. We were just 
just as crazy. And uh, <laughs> it, it was a it was a crazy day, and yeah, full of house. It was, it was unbelievable. What was it like, like sitting on that bus then, like when you're stuck in traffic, like like looking at your watch, going like Jesus? Yeah, really you've got <laughs> you've got you've got the you know like the the people, um, not the the players. You got the staff who are. You can see them panicking a little bit. Are we going to make it? We've got the police escort and everything, but we're just stuck in crazy lockdown tra- uh, in traffic. You can't physically couldn't get through, and because um, it was like I remember it was just a, a double, uh, just two lanes, and you couldn't get the bus through the middle. So it's just I, you weren't even thinking about the game. You're just thinking about is this game going to go ahead on time? Blah blah blah. And then we were rushing out the bus, getting dressed. It was just a crazy experience, and. Um, Looking back, I think that helped. Yeah, like, like thank God that you didn't like uh, get stuck in traffic beside a bunch of Liverpool fans. You just always that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's lucky. But, but you did like you, you pushed like a Liverpool team. Like he's went to penalties and everything like that. Like that. Like it. Like when you look at the team that Liverpool had, like Gerrard, Suarez, Henderson. Like what was the plan that Malky had set up for you guys for the day? Like to to try yeah. and counteract that insane amount of talent. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the plan worked completely. The way the way we did our game plan throughout the week week before, um, we we didn't do too much more than what we would have done for just a normal league game. There's a few, obviously, a cup final. There's a few more details, but we did sort of set up to play for set pieces, hit them on the counter attack, um, and it worked. You know, we we went ahead. They obviously scored, and then they went two one ahead, and we got the equalising goal from a set piece and the game plan was perfect it's just a shame we lost lost out on the penalties I can tell you that every person who wasn't a Liverpool fan that day was like cheering for you guys so really? <laughs> yeah it was like yeah. it, it was just like kind of that David Goliath thing and everybody just like it was like yeah. wow this team is getting pulled close by like Cardiff so um, yeah. and you were, you were obviously like that that Around a card of the time, like they'd just been taken over by Vincent Tan, and there was a bit of money yeah. coming into the club and stuff like that. So he's got promoted, and you were a big part of that. Like, so what was it? What's it like being part of a team that's just like, like just full of like just you every game you turn out, like you almost feel like you're going to win. Like, how, what's that experience? Yeah. Like? It, was, it was it was unbelievable looking back. I remember, I remember at the time there was never a game we went into where we we fought. We we know the championships, a tough league. We know that. Um, but we just had such a big squad and I think that there's a number of players in the squad who had been promoted and that's what what uh, was different from the season before when we were in the playoffs. Malky brought in, you know, quite a few older, experienced pros, you know, like Craig Bellamy, uh, Heide Helgeson, players like that who had been promoted and, well, I don't think Bellas had, but uh, he had played at the top level and that just sort of brought us over the edge a bit more from the the previous season we were just going into games thinking if, if we do the game plan we're going to win and um, it was, yeah it was a, a real real nice feeling it's like it's, it's always a cliche that like you know when you're playing with like top tier players like that that you, it kind of improves you but like does it actually help you like when you're you're training with Craig Bellamy like do you see the runs he makes or the decisions yeah. he makes did that like bring your game like to the next level yourself yeah he's he's very demanding in terms of the training um, so if you're not on it, he'll let you know. Hundred percent, he'll let you know. He, yeah, he's 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 he's, but he's he's brilliant as well. On the other side of things, he'll help you, he'll pull you aside. But if you're not on it, he'll he'll definitely tell you, you know, buck up your ideas, sort of thing. 
he just has like a set of golf clubs on the sideline just to, <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to threaten you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so so like he's, he's made it to the Premier League um, and obviously there was a big change because whenever a team gets promoted, players like come in and stuff like that. But like, yeah. You were a huge part of them getting promoted, and it felt yeah. feels like you never got a, a full, like a proper crack at yeah. being able to play in the Premier League. Like, so how frustrating was that for you, man? That was that was really really tough. Uh, even looking back now, it's 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 really it's really tough to think about because, like you said, I I felt like I had a good season before, helped the team get promoted, and I was involved a, f- a few times on the match days, but I never come on. And looking back, it's the biggest regret of my career not not actually stepping on the pitch. Um, as I felt like I probably I deserved to to at least get on, you know, and uh, yeah, that was that was hard. That still like, is. like, 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 had uh, like had anything changed in training or anything like that? Like, were you like we still on it? Like, uh, it just yeah, it seems odd that no, you yeah. I was on it. I was doing well. I was I was sort of told, you know, you all get your chance. I was getting t- I was getting told that a lot, um, and then it got to a point where it was quite obvious I wasn't going to get my chance, and um, I just wanted to go and play, so I went out. And I went to Bolton on loan. So then and I sort of pushed for that. Oh well, I mean, like that's the, like at the end of the day, like do you want to sit on the bench in the Premier League or do you want to play play games? Right? I mean, that's yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's a no brainer, right? Um, well, Ollie came in then like halfway through the season, um, or towards it towards Christmas, I think it was when when Malky was let go. Like, so did you have much contact with him then when you were out on loan? Like, what? Like, was yeah. It like, well, my my loan finished literally the day. The day he got his first day was my first day back from my loan. Um, yeah, so I come back and then he brought in quite a few players, um, and I was sort of I wasn't there anyway. I wasn't playing, so I was sort of down the pecking order massively, and it was quite obvious again I wasn't going to play. So um, I went back. I went back to Bolton again. So. So I know he brought in like half of that team. Yeah, I think that he was managing in Norway. Like there was a, it was like yeah. no, it was Norway, it was Norway Central in, in Cardiff. But like, <laughs> like, like, like having having experienced him at the club, and then he got like he he didn't do very well, and he got sacked and stuff like yeah. that. Looking at him now at United, like were you surprised when he got the job and how well he's doing? He, at the time, um, I I really liked him. You know what I mean? I got on well with him. He um. I went I, when I went out on loan to Bolton. I had a good spell, and he he actually gave me he gave me a four year contract at the end of that season, and was was saying I'd be a big part of the plans next season. He was he was a good manager. He was, maybe I've I've seen him say um, maybe it come a bit soon for him, but you could see the ideas he wanted to do was was good and it was right. It, just the squad at the time was huge, and it was I don't think everyone was on the same. The same wavelength and pulling together in the same direction. So, how difficult is that as a player? Like, I I don't think people appreciate like how difficult it is that when managers are changing like that, like like quickly, like like, like you know, you get you're probably like one one manager kind of suits the way that you want to play, and then another kind of yeah. changing. Like, how does that affect yourself? Yeah, you. It's that's why you see there's a lot of managers who take take players with them where, wherever they go, sort of thing. And the players are happy to go because they know they, they suit the style. A new manager can come in and they can not like the the best player from the season before. You know, so you never really know where you stand when a new manager comes in. It's sort of like a, a fresh start for everyone. And 
yeah, you've just got, when a new manager comes in, you've got to try and win them over like everyone else has to. So, yeah, it can be tough and it can it can change the whole, your whole, well, time at that club, if you know what I mean, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to worry about that at Calvary. I think Tommy's like going to be there for a while. Like he's Mr. Yeah. He's Mr. Calvary. So I, I don't think you need Early. to worry about him. Yeah, I don't think you need to worry about him changing anytime soon. But so you, you then went off to, to Wolves uh, and that was just before they had their big money investment from, is it Fosin, yeah. the Chinese? Uh, Fosin, yeah. Yep. Like, so you, you joined in the January, they they took over in, in the July. So how did it, like, how did the club change, like, when that new investment come in, like came in? Did everything, like, just get torn up and started again? Or, like, what what, what, yeah. what, what, what did they do? There was rumours, Kenny Jacket was a manager, and we were, we were in Ireland in pre-season, and um, there was rumours that, we were meant to be getting the, there's a manager, but he was a Spain manager. I can't say his name. La Petitju. I can't, I don't, I don't know how you say it. I've definitely said it wrong. But anyway, he was meant to, he was meant to come to, the rumour was he was coming to Wolves. And then we all saw on Sky Sports that he just took over the Spain national team job. So like we, the manager, Kenny Jacket knew he, he was going. And then we got back to Wolves and Nuno come in. And that's when things started to really change. Yeah, that that's when the dynamic changed completely in terms of the Portuguese. Um, he was bringing in all these unbelievable players from Portugal who have been playing the champ, like Ruben Neves, Diego Diego Jota, um, many more. And yeah, that's when you know the owners started really spending money. And again, that's the time when I was sort of pushed aside. It's it's like it's. Uh, I feel like you're like you're this person that's like attracting money like you know yeah. what I mean like like, like Calvary are going to get like a huge influx of like uh, money from Russia or something That'd be like, nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously when you joined like you were like it was a big it was a fairly big transfer fee and stuff for like that like so like did Nuno come over to you and say listen I'm bringing in all these Portuguese lads like is it said to you or no. you, you just look at Sky Sports News and see oh we just signed that guy and he's going to be a training on so- Monday yeah, pretty, it's, honestly, it's, we don't get we don't get told about anything. You you hear rumors that you know agents are, are talking and stuff like that. You're meant to be signing this guy and this guy, but the manager never says anything. He, he keeps it close to his chest. All they all do to be fair, the ones I've worked with anyway. And I think that's probably the what the right way to go about it. So it's just you turn up the training and someone someone's new in the dressing room and it's like who's this sort of thing. Um, and that was like when at Wolves that season. It was like that a lot because we were bringing in a lot of players, and it, and they were good players as well, and um, players I'd never really heard of. But now you look at Jota playing for Liverpool, Neves obviously doing his bits. Connor Cody was there at the time as well. It's, they were real quality players. So I'm I'm looking at that now and thinking, fair enough. Do you know what I mean they've yep. done really well and fair fair play to them. Yeah, I mean, like, like uh, you kind of feel bad for it. Like, I remember everybody feeling bad for Kenny Jack at the time because he hadn't actually done yeah. anything wrong. No, he's done and, well. Yeah. And, and then they brought in, like, uh, was it Walter Zenga that came in for us and he was there for, like, two weeks oh, or something? Yeah. Oh, so- yeah. I forgot to mention him, yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, he came in after, yeah, he came in after Kenny. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, Walter Zenga wasn't there for very long. So, he's, so- like, funny guy. So, like like funny as in haha or funny like Jesus Christ his man's mental. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was very I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, 
he was enthusiastic i'll put it that way but he was he was um different to a lot of managers have had but i liked him as well he he wasn't there for very long he brought in a lot of players as well at that time it was wolves was one of those clubs that would just chucking money at it and um nuno got it right yeah, it's kind of like the like it felt at the time like it was like the Man City thing, you know what I mean? Like when Man City got all that money for us, or bringing in Mourinho yeah. and Joe and all, and it was just hoping that something would stick. Um, it kind of felt yeah. that way. It wasn't like a real plan. So, so while you were there, you got the chance to go to to Colorado. Like, so h- how did that move come about? And like, was that always like part of your your game plan that you wanted to play abroad at some stage? It was a bit. It was a bit random. Um, it was very random. One of the lads who was at Wolves, Jack Price. Good mate of mine. He um he got he, he signed a permanent deal with Colorado, so then there was like a bit of a link, and it come to January time, and I was meant to go on loan to a team in England. I can't remember it was now, um, but that that passed. It didn't work out. So then the, my only other option, I wasn't going to play at Wolves, was to go abroad because of the transfer window. So the America thing come up, Colorado. We agreed I'd go out there for six months and then come back. And it was just a good option for me. I thought, I thought, why not um, experience something different? If I don't do that, then I'm going to go whenever six months out playing football. So, um, yeah, I went out there, enjoyed it, short spell, but it sort of opened my eyes up to playing abroad. Nice, nice. It's uh, it, it's also one of those kind of weird things with English players that they feel like it's. Uh, a step down to like to to move outside, but in the last few yeah. years, we're seeing so many um players try it. Like, I mean, like you see, I don't think we've ever seen so many players in France, Germany, Italy that are yeah. playing. So, I mean, it's, it's it's great to see. But now, like you you start to play abroad, and then like you you, you do Brexit and make yourselves like, your lives harder. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so you you you, you, you were playing with uh, MK Dons the past couple of, of seasons, like the the. Yeah. The, the most hated team in in all of England. Um, so, so, like, uh, how was how was that experience playing uh, in Milton Keynes? Like, like, did it are the fans like entrenched in the fact that like they're kind of a little bit disliked by everybody else because of what happened? And um, yeah, how was the style of play there? And did you enjoy like like playing in League One? Yeah, um, yeah. So, well, with the fans, it wasn't uh, they're different to the because the club's relatively new. I think it's only about twenty. 20 years old different to the, a lot of the fans I've played for they're still they're, they're great fans um, there's just not as many of them as other clubs I've been at they've got well I don't know if that's because the stadium's huge and obviously they can't fill it but now they're good fans it's a great it's a great stadium great place to, to play the style of football the, the manager at the moment uh, Russell Martin he plays very expansive football the stats are crazy the last season we had more possession then Man City and things more those where we're number one in all of them and it took a while because he's been there two years now and um, since I've been there it took us a while to get that going but to be fair the, the owners stuck with him and um, they're paying they're, they're reaping the benefits for it now because it, the football they play is, is unbelievable and I really fancy him next year to, to have a good go Nice, nice so what, why did like we're saying that then why did you feel it was time for a change yourself to like to, like it feels like they're on the upward trajectory yeah. you know like why did you feel like it was time for a change yourself I think there's a few factors really is obviously I, I did just turn 30 these sort of opportunities I don't think are going to come around too too often now when you turn 30 and 
it was something I was looking to do in terms of trying something new. I did really enjoy myself at MK and got on really well with the manager and, and the staff and the players. But when this sort of uh, opportunity arised, I thought I, I, I would regret it if I didn't take it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really up for coming out there and, and trying something new and playing a new, new league. You're going to love it. Like Canada is an amazing country. Like it's fantastic. It's just an easier yeah. way of life and you're going to love it. So um, I'm from Dublin. So I had to ask you about your, your Irish roots and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. Man, your man's from Ireland, right? My mum, yeah. She's from um, Charlestown, a male. Nice. And like, uh, were you one of those kids that got to go there every summer or like, have you ever yeah, been? We went over, <laughs> yeah, we went over a lot. It was every summer. But we 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 I've been over a good well when I was a kid it was it was more like every couple of years and then for weddings and things like that so we used to go over a lot yeah I, I, Irish weddings are definitely something to experience it's uh, the best <laughs> yeah I'm the still best. I'm still yeah. recovering from a few to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you did play for the Ireland under twenty ones so so how did yeah. that approach how did, like you were at the under nineteens as well so how did the approach come about like to uh, like for you to, to to join the DR setup yeah my my older brother played for the eighteens or nineteens something like that and um, that's sort of where the link come from. I played, I started off at the 16s and went up to like 18s, 19s and 21s as far as I went. I think it was because my brother played for them and they, they then had the link with Plymouth and someone came over to watch me and I did all right and yeah, I ended up getting called up. Like, like you played with some like amazing players when you were when you were there. Like I mean, you played with Robbie Brady, Seamus Coleman, Connor Horahan. Yeah. So like, how, how did you find the setup? Because Irish people are like, big naysayers and we kind of like think that everything we do is like kind of crap and stuff like that and uh no, no, no king doesn't have ha, has a bit of a, a, a dodgy reputation i guess like a, that's a horrible thing to say but it's true um so how did you fi- how did you find the setup did you f- like compare to like the league setup because obviously you know the, the Roy Keane thing where he was saying that it was like the setup isn't professional and all that kind of stuff like, yeah. how, did, how did you find it yourself I thought it was very professional. I, I'd come from Plymouth, which was which was great, but it was a, it was a center of excellence. You know, it wasn't it wasn't an academy. So when I went to Ireland, I thought that was a step up again. I thought, obviously, I was young at the time. I thought it was a great setup. I won't obviously name names, but a few of the Irish boys, as I was going up for the age groups, weren't particularly happy with a lot of the organisation and things like that. But again, I, I talking for myself, I never had any complaints. And we like when you were doing so well at Cardiff and, and, and things like that. Like, were you surprised you never got the call up to the full team, uh, the full side? Considering like how much we've struggled for goals, like for like the last yeah ten years. Yeah, um, there was there was a, a serious talk when I was at Cardiff in I don't know what year it was. It was the year of the Euros. There was talk like the local Cardiff press. I had a really good having a really good season. Uh, the, the local Cardiff press was sort of saying that. Um, there's a chance I might get called up for the Euros and this and that um, and then we played a game against Preston away and um, there's rumours that Roy King come over to watch and I didn't have the best of games didn't do anything I mean I hardly touched the board I don't know if it's true whether he come or not but then after that game nothing nothing happened of it. there was no talk um, so yeah I don't know if that game sort of killed me but but it's so weird though, like as I said, like that, like we we struggle so badly for goals that we wouldn't like mm. take somebody who was like 
doing the business in the championship. It, it just feels like it was a, a missed opportunity. Um, I, I'm really good friends with Roy Keane, so I will ask him if uh, yeah. he was at that game. You know, like he's, he's friends with everybody, that guy, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I really appreciate you giving me so much time. Like I know you're you're dying to get back out into the sun and to the pool and I'm all not. that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, so, so when 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 can we expect you here in Canada? Are you allowed to say? I think so, yeah. Well, I'm flying out on Sunday. Next sun, uh, Sunday coming. Nice. So obviously, with the quarantine rules and stuff like that, I've got to do two weeks. So, yeah, like, uh, we're all dying to see you play. As I said, like, you're you're now the marquee signing of the league. Like, do you feel any pressure or anything like that? Because you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't until you said that. <laughs> no, nah, there's always pressure. Um, I put pressure on myself as well, so it's nothing new, but yeah, there is a bit of pressure going in, and um, it's up to me. I've got to do the business now, haven't I? Yeah, man, I I have no doubt that you will. And there's a great bunch of players in in Calgary. They're really, really good side. Like they were the champions, the summer and fall champions the first season. And uh, Tommy's a great manager. It's a great setup. So I think you're going to have a lot of fun there. So just yeah. to, my, my last question, just before I let you go back to uh, to your life, um, you're going to play in a five side tournament from the players you've played with. Who makes your team? Wow. Okay. In goal, I'm not in this team, right? You can you can put yourself in if you want to. If you're that sort of person, I'm not going to put myself in. Um, Drop Craig right, Bellamy goal. and put yourself in. <laughs> uh, in goal, I'll go with David Marshall. Uh, Scotland's number one at the minute, and a brilliant goalkeeper. I'll go. Who else will I have in there? This is a tough question. Ruben Neves definitely gets in. Peter Whittenham, God bless his soul, the best player I've ever played with. He's uh, 100% and he's, he's in, so that's three. Connor Cody gets in there in defence, that's four. Nah, I'll go Diogo Jota. Jesus Christ, man. That's, it's not a bad old team, that, is it? Nah. Huh? Jesus, no, no wonder nah, you didn't I'm make a, it into yeah. it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the bench, though. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> always make the bench, actually. Nah. Well, when I if I ask you to do this next year, I'm sure you'll have Sergio Camargo in there too. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for giving me the time, and it's been great chatting to you. Um, we're all super pumped to uh, to see you in the league, and um, it's going to be great to actually get this thing finally started after ten Definitely, or eleven yeah. months. So, uh, take care, safe journey, man, Cheers. and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Appreciate that. Cheers, mate. You've been listening to the Down the Pub Podcast. Recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.